Hello, Sac State students, and welcome to another episode of the State Hornet News Podcast. My name is Robbie Pierce. I'm your podcast editor. And today we've got a bit of an update on the Professor Weed Chang situation. Uh, first, we're going to talk to one of the students who was in Chang's class when he was escorted away from his class. And then we're going to talk to the two State Hornet reporters who were covering the Chang story and talk to them about their experience covering the story. So without further ado, let's hand it off to our first couple of guests. Hello, Sac State students. I'm Robbie Pierce, podcast editor. I'm joined here today by Maddie Beck, as well as our guest this morning. Caleb Bello. And what's your major, Caleb? I'm a computer science major, fourth year here at Sac State. Cool, cool. And so you were enrolled in Chang's class the day that he was escorted off, correct? Correct. So could you just start by telling us a little bit about what happened that day? Definitely. So I was walking to class, um, walking to Calvera's hall, and I saw Chang in front of me. And he entered the hall before I did. And two men kind of intercepted him before... He got into the class, put their hands onto his shoulders, which I thought was really weird. It kind of just escorted him down the hall out to the other side. I was really confused by this, so I asked some of the students in the actual class. Uh, no one knew what was going on, and like, so he we didn't have a professor for like I think it was like ten minutes, and then finally the department chair came in, Dr. Frugi, and said that we will no longer have a professor for that class and stand by for an email. And later we did get an email earlier this week on Monday as of recording saying that we would get a new professor I think it's Scott Gordon um, starting next week next Monday when you said that the email talking about your new professor came out Monday is yeah. that the 24th yes okay yes and um, what was Ching like as a professor so as a professor I only had about four weeks with him uh, limited contact um, my experience with him was one of he would rant a lot so most most computer science professors kind of do like a free-form conversation um his was a little bit more off the cuff style which all professors have their own style um as a professor um all of his his assignments and everything over that were really laid back um, a little bit harder i did talk to a couple graduate students that i know that who had him um, and a lot of people mentioned that they were afraid that they weren't going to graduate because of this class or, or some of the classes that he taught. In the end, they all got A's. So that kind of tells you, like, they were really struggling in the class and they really got A's. So there was a big kind of split between that. Yeah, when they said that they were worried about graduating, was it just the performance in the class? They just thought it was hard? Or? Exactly. So it, it was both a hard class and that their performance grade-wise up until then was less than satisfactory. Um, and they were close to failing the class, from what they told me. This is two different people. And then, in the end, when the transcripts came out, um, they ended up to get A's. Um, what was your initial reaction when Chang was escorted out? I was really confused because of the way that our department chair, Dr. Frugi, handled it. He was really professional, but when he entered the classroom, as one would be, he was really uncomfortable talking to a group of students, um, telling them that their professor had just... Um, been or has not teaching the, the course anymore so I was really confused I've never had this happen to me um, and I was really confused so I posted on reddit about it uh, just kind of asking about um, what would happen if they didn't find a professor the answers I got were basically like you'll be dropped from it and you could add and if the department opens up the drop deadline or the add deadline um, do you know if a lot of people are dropping the class or are most people staying in it? So I don't know that. I do know, however, I think it was four weeks in, 
the attendance of the class went from about 40, 40 to 30 to about 15. And so there was about 15 people in the class the day that he got escorted out. Um, so I feel like a lot of people in that class didn't know that they didn't have a professor until the email came out to them. Well, I think that's all the questions we have for you today. Yeah, yeah well, thank you for coming. Thank in. you. Yeah. Okay, and so we just heard from Caleb. So now I am in the studio with the two reporters who worked on the story. Go and introduce yourself both. I'm Maddie Beck. I'm a news reporter. I'm Kylie Robinson. I'm a tech reporter. And I just wanted to ask, what was your guys' experience covering the Weed Chang story? Um, so it was pretty chaotic. Um, the first night, the night before the story broke, um, there was a couple of us that were up pretty late um, trying to figure out exactly what happened based on the Reddit posts that, um, and both in the wildfire posts that were kind of starting to spread. And um, we were trying to like figure out if we could confirm any of this information, but it was kind of difficult because all we had was um, those posts to go off of. So we stayed up till pretty late um, trying to figure out what exactly we were doing. And then it continued into the next morning when um, Kylie got involved. Yeah, the night before when I saw the wildfire post, I personally didn't think it was real. But then Maddie came up with a lot of information overnight. Um, and then I talked to students that I knew who were computer science. As someone who's an MIS major, I knew quite a lot. So um, a lot of them had him before, but one in particular was in a Discord. And he was able to give me information that was um, surfacing, like emails, um, stuff like that. How hard was it to get information, to get sources on the record for this story? I would say it was pretty difficult because it was a very sensitive topic. Our main problem, I mean, we had the wildfire post and we had the Reddit post. And at first, the student, um, Caleb, who we talked to, was uncertain about going on the record because it was a very sens sensitive um, topic. The, so we had difficulty with getting student sources as well as getting university sources. Um, I know, like, we, uh, Kelly and I both, as well as some other staffers, were um, calling, like, multiple people from the university administration, un university communications, trying to get them to... to um, talk to us about what happened, explain on the record, but they um, would give us minimal information. So it was a very difficult story to report. I actually called CFA um, while I was at work, and the moment I introduced myself as... Sorry, what is CFA? The California Faculty Association. I called them, and when I said I was a part of the state hornet, they immediately hung up on me. Is there any like new developments that are still going on at Um, No new developments as of right now. A lot of the stuff that we will ask uh, administration about. They basically just say that it's confidential and they can only provide what they gave us in their original statement, which was a confirmation that um, an, a professor was intercepted on his way to class. Other than that, we're basically, we're relying mostly on public record um, and trying to um, get students to talk to us, but it's been um, pretty difficult to get any updates so far. Well, so then even if the pace is slow, work is still being done on this and we can still potentially expect to hear more about it. Potentially, yes. We are working very hard on trying to gather new information. Um, another thing is that it was kind of frustrating when reporting on the story to see all of the speculations that were going on because people were um, kind of all over the place and just like making assumptions about what was going on um, based on things that like based on no fact whatsoever. So there were a lot of like theories out there and a lot of speculation. Um, yeah, I don't know if this happened to Maddie, but 
it feels like I was asked every day by people that I was close with, people that I saw every day, like, what's the truth? I heard this. A lot of, like, pretty racist things, too. Like, he was a Chinese spy or he had a coronavirus, like, stuff like that, which was just not acceptable, but people actually believed. Like, it even got to parents of friends that saw it on SACB on Facebook. My coworkers, my boss actually saw it on SACB and thought he had the coronavirus. Like, it was... It was really appalling how fast that story went south um, with speculations. Mm -hmm. Why do you guys think there was so much speculation present with this one? I would honestly say because we don't, because a lot of it's confidential and we can't um, give out any, well, I mean, we aren't able to get any further information. So when people don't have information, they're going to make up what they want. Mm -hmm. I agree. And that has been our State Hornet News podcast for this week. Thank you all for listening. Before we leave, this is usually the part where I would read off some headlines from the State Hornet, but I think there's really one story that's on everyone's mind, and that is all the updates surrounding the coronavirus. Um, and the State Hornet has been having round-the-clock coverage on closures, on event cancellations, and just on the general spread of the virus. So please keep it tuned to statehornet.com as well as our State Hornet Twitter, our State Hornet Facebook for round-the-clock updates regarding everything you need to know about coronavirus, including specialized threads. Thank you for listening. My name is Robin Pierce. I've been your podcast editor.